0: Listening to Broncos This Week, presented by Original 16, the official beer of the Swift Current Broncos. Ryan Schweitzer and Craig Beauchemin.
1: Welcome to another edition of the Broncos This Week Podcast. I'm Ryan Schweitzer. The other voice you're about to hear is that of Craig Boscheman Swift Current Broncos uh, play-by-play guy. And Bosch a, a pretty exciting weekend for the Broncos. Uh, they didn't get the result that they would have wanted uh, Friday night against Moose Jaw, but that Saturday game against Lethbridge had a it had a palpable playoff type intensity to it. Yeah,
2: and they needed that too I think, um, you know, especially considering the way the game in Lethbridge a couple of days prior went, uh, just a, a tough performance basically start to finish, you know the team was looking to rebound in a, in a big big way and, and they did just that um, you know, they, they picked up a 2-1 win against a team that really they needed to beat standings wise, you uh, know how tight things are between those two and Lethbridge having a handful of games in hand on Swift Current, so the importance of that game was not lost on, on the players in that locker room and i think they came out and had a strong performance basically start to finish and uh, you know won a game that they really needed to win on saturday yeah fun times at the uh,
1: innovation credit union iplex we got a loaded podcast for you uh matt keeler assistant coach is going to uh, pinch hit for devin pratt who's away today we'll get his thoughts on uh, the most recent games and the upcoming ones as well our feature guest on broncos this week is going to be connor vidston Not Havidston, (laughs) Vidston. Two syllables. Very much looking forward to hearing from the uh, Tisdale product there. And actually, we got a third man in on the intro to this podcast. Uh, Joining us right now is the Executive Vice President of Business Operations for the Swift Current Broncos. Did I get that title right? You did. (laughs) I did. Right on. Okay. Guy with the big title. uh, Nathan (laughs) MacDonald joining us. And uh, Nathan some big news coming out of uh, the premier's office yesterday what with the announcement of the end of vaccine passports coming this monday and then a subsequent end to the mask mandate later this month and uh, i'm glad that you were able to jump on the podcast and talk about how this affects the uh, the swift current broncos so I, I guess we'll just get into it right now how does this affect the swift current broncos
3: yeah i mean it's you know it's been a difficult time for everyone um we've done our best to adapt to the situation over the last two years going back last year to the hub and then this year with the restrictions and you know we'll continue to adapt going forward um you know, we see the Broncos as a place where our community can come together and connect around a common passion for the Broncos. So, you know, in that sense, we're excited by the, the change in restrictions and um, the drop in of the vaccine passports. You know, there's sort of endless views, points of views on how the, uh, you know, the best route to through the pandemic. And so we're trying to follow the direction of the government as the, you know, the best course of action. And we'll continue to do what's needed to follow their guidance. Um and, we, you know, we realize that everyone has their own comfort levels with the public events and gatherings. And, you know, we've spent the last two years kind of in constant caution and, of all our surroundings. And so, you know, it'll take some time for everyone to feel at ease. But, you know, we expect that our fans will be respectful of each other and trust that they'll continue to do things like wear masks and follow the remaining restrictions while in the arena. and. Um, you know, that's not only so that the Broncos are not subject to, you know, fines and punishment, which is, you know, a reality, but so that everyone can kind of stay, take steps, you know, together towards feeling comfortable in this setting again. So um yeah i think it's important that everyone continues to do everything that they can to help the community come back together and um you know so to me that means masking even if you don't necessarily believe in it um but while the rules exist and you know also being courteous and kind to you know all of those around you and and being welcoming so you know i think it's just important for everyone to understand that you know there's there's some people that have to wear a mask um you know because of their own circumstances or their own preferences and so we're we're hoping that everyone's considerate there but um, in general, we're just, you know, we're here to bring people together and Swift sort of current in the community and, and we get to do that even more going forward now and hopefully be, a, you know, a point of pride for the community and, and move forward. So, yeah, so so oversimplifying what you just said, the
1: Broncos are going to be in lockstep with what the province is recommending with the end of proof of vaccination and later this month into March mask mandates. I want to ask you, because I know health regions, they're looking for kind of a one size or they were looking for kind of a one size fits all. But in Saskatchewan, you know, managing COVID and everything to do with it, it's it's different in regina as it is in saskatoon as it is in frontier as it is in swift current have you spoken with local doctors and and you know what what have they had to say about about what's coming down the barrel here
3: yeah we're you know we're fortunate that our our team doctors are pretty plugged in into the whole covid situation they're heavily involved and they're have you know they're very passionate about doing what's best for the community so um you know they've provided guidance and and a lot of support throughout and you know they've in talking with them about about this recent change you know they have some you know great advice and that's you know to simply like I said be caring of each other and, and remember that there are people that have special circumstances you may not understand why they're wearing a mask or why they need you to wear a mask next to them because you know they have a you know specific um you know health issue or you know they're they're in the middle of cancer treatment but they want to go to a broncos game or something like that so i think they really helped remind me that you know it's we need to take a positive approach to this and make sure that people are respectful of each other because you know we've always cared about each other in our community and 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 our doctors have been a big part of that so we don't we shouldn't drop that anymore you know let's let's kind of push that you know further and hopefully that helps kind of bridge the gaps to some degree and like i said just create a positive and and healthy uh environment where we're all pulling the pulling for the broncos and cheering for the you know the same team so
2: we know that it's been difficult for basically every business the last two years here, and kind of just now that we have you here, maybe an update on the business as itself. Everyone can be plugged in with the hockey side of things. They can see how the team is doing. But behind the scenes, people may not know exactly how the business is going. Can you kind of just give us a bit of an update on, on how things are sort of looking for the immediate, maybe long-term future of, uh, of the organization?
3: For sure. Um, You know, it's, you know, it's undoubtedly going to be another, you know, difficult year for the organization. You know, we're really, we're really proud that we've been able to continue to serve, you know, our purpose in the community and have Broncos hockey available for people to connect around. Um, You know, our fans that have been coming out and our corporate partners have been the reason that this year is even possible. Um, And I think this is sort of a side note, but it's important to mention that, you know, as a, as a fan, when you see those businesses and those organizations on our, rink boards and on the ice and on our score clock and on the broadcast it's you craig or you know around our arena in our suites um know that those businesses and, and those people are truly passionate about supporting broncos hockey and providing our community with broncos hockey um and especially this year like it's just incredible um how, how important they have been to us this year and last year in the hub as well so you know, when you see those businesses, you know, if you get a chance, you know, stop in, say thank you. Or if you're looking for something they offer, you know, make sure you let them know that they are, um, you know, they're appreciated. But, you know, overall, you know, we have a really exciting group of young hockey players here. I think we're really fortunate that we get to see this group of, you know, ta- super talented and, and really driven young stars grow from within the organization um, and build towards, you know, what's going to be a really exciting second half of this season and, you and some exciting years to come. And I think that, you know, with a strong second half to the season, like that will really go a long ways to make this year a lot more manageable for us um, and, you know, help us going forward for sure. You know, you guys talk about it all the time, but I I, I really love like (laughs) how gritty and gutsy this group of players are. They're really fun to watch. They, They get really fired up by, you know, there's some high end talent. You know, you guys talk about you know the wards and dick um davies and pickering and you know film and all that but you know i just love seeing a guy like wyro who like blocks shots and then gets up and beats a guy going the other way and then Makes a great pass and then mixes it up with some 20-year-old who's way bigger. You know, like it's just, <laughs> it's as a fan, it's been really fun to watch, and I just think that, you know, people are going to continue to see that, and and that's going to help bring people back into the building, and and that's going to go a long ways to making this year, you know, f- financially manageable, and and you know, we're we're fairly comfortable with where we're at, but um, we certainly don't want to take advantage of the fact that you know we have we have bills to pay and, 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 you know, it's, we need our fan support to, uh, to, to get that, um, to get this year kind of through over and done with and, in a financially responsible way. So, mm-hmm.
1: you know, I'm, I'm glad you brought up that, yeah, this is a, a gritty team. We, we've often used that in the past to describe a team that is lacking talent but but that's not the case with this group like it it is a gritty team and you're right they're not afraid to block shots but there's future NHLers on this team you know six guys ranked by central scouting and you know Bosch you you've seen teams around the league I'll I'll bounce this one off you like I would dare say the Swift Current Broncos probably one of the top five most entertaining teams in the league today with all these guys being as young as they are
2: I don't know am I being a homer in that assessment (laughs) no and that's just it I mean obviously you people I think want to see wins and losses more than anything but at the end of the day it's all about getting better each and every day and that doesn't necessarily always mean winning games I mean we all know two years ago how many blowouts the Broncos were on the wrong side of in in 1920 and before I was here in 1819 and you don't see many games like that anymore because of where the team is trending upwards right and no they're not at the peak yet and they're going to get better and better and but that doesn't mean they're not worth not coming out to watch this year Um, you see some of the games they've played against some of the best teams in the country not just in the league, but in the country, some of the teams they've played against this year and the efforts that they put forth, and the way that they're able to stay in some of these games is so encouraging to see. And, and it really just makes you wonder how good can they really be in one or even two years, and what this group who's here now, what they're going to grow into when they're 18 and 19 years old. So to be able to see them now and see how competitive and dedicated they are now at 17, 16 years old, uh, it really just makes you wonder how you know what what the limit is for this team and where they could be in in just a couple of short years. Yeah, and. And
1: something I want to ask you about, Nathan, is uh, and, and on the surface this might seem like kind of a, a silly question or a dumb question, but fans out there who want to support the team and want to keep Western Hockey League hockey and Swift current, because as you mentioned, this year's it's going to be a challenging one, no doubt
3: about it. Uh, how can the average person go about supporting the team? Yeah, I mean, I, you know, to me, I think it's just about enjoying the Broncos' experience. You know, we, um, you know, we have lots to offer. We just. Ex- Think that if they come out and support the organization and just enjoy some great hockey, like you said, it's an exciting product right now. Like it's fun to watch. So you know, grab some popcorn or a pop or an original 16 or you know, get a 50/50 ticket. You can get it at home if you can't come to a game. Um, And those pots have been strong, so you know it's also worth the you know the investment there. But you know, just check out you know what we have to offer in the stable and the new third jerseys and um, just kind of participate in the whole Broncos experience. We don't we're not sort of asking for anything in particular but mostly just uh yeah come on and enjoy a game and and that's what you can do to help us because you know the more fans we have in our stands the better the energy is and the more excitement there is and you know it becomes you know becomes yeah just exciting for everyone to be a part of and i think that's that's really the best way that people can can help us out well, Executive Vice
1: President of Business Operations, Nathan MacDonald, making his way uh, a couple doors down to join us on the podcast. Uh, always appreciate you uh, you coming on here. It's usually about a once-a-year thing where, like you said, not really a State of the Union, but a,
3: it's it's good to have that update, man. Yeah, you bet. You know, it's going to be some fun time, especially the second half of the season, so I'm looking forward to it. Um and, uh, you know, I hope our, our fans are, too. And uh, it should be a good place to be for the next couple of months and hopefully into the playoffs. So. Right on. Uh, the pride of Tisdale,
1: Saskatchewan, Connor Vidston joins us later on on the Broncos This Week podcast, but in the much more immediate future. We'll chat with assistant coach Matt Keeler on Broncos This Week.
0: You're listening to Broncos This Week, presented by Original 16, the official beer of the Swift Current Broncos
1: broncos this week coaches show segment assistant coach matt keeler joining us uh, on the podcast this week uh, interim head coach devin pratt out of town taking care of some business so we get uh, matt for this one and uh, you know a weekend that certainly ended on a high note for your team after uh, what was a very competitive 2-1 win over lethbridge uh, break break that one down for us matt
4: yeah it's uh, always nice to especially the the way we played in lethbridge on wednesday um you know it was good. Uh, good uh, comeback for the guys and it's a team that we're going to be fighting for that last playoff spot and uh, based on win percentages, uh, you know, they're they're uh, sitting a little bit above us, so we got to make sure that every game against them is, is a big game we've got to take care of business. So it was good to see a full team effort from everybody and get the job done.
2: And I thought it was a really solid weekend overall because the 3-1 loss to Mooshaw the previous game was kind of yet another one of those games. where Your team played probably well enough to win but just didn't get the results, so nice to see back-to-back strong efforts as well.
4: Yeah, we seem to have uh, quite a few of those, so... Um, you know, it, we've talked about it all year long. We're kind of a process-driven team. As soon as we start thinking about uh, results, uh, sometimes we we forget about the process, and in the end, you end up not getting the result you want. So, uh, the last uh, the, the last couple of games definitely. Um, especially after that uh, road that tough road trip into uh, Red Deer and Edmonton uh, started getting back to the little things and the you know the way that uh, we need to play to have success and um, especially uh, on a more consistent basis not just periods at a time or shifts at a time and you uh, you know, I thought I definitely thought our last two games we uh, we were we could end it up on the right side of both but it's just a good effort and all the way around that's that's all we want we want to continue to develop uh, you know those habits and be more consistent and in the end uh, we feel that uh, it's going to give us a better opportunity
1: curious to get a coach's take on this one uh, you know being a longtime supporter of the Broncos they were playing in the, the Eastern division with the Saskatchewan teams and really really developed strong rivalries with Regina and moose John recent history with winnipeg moving out to winnipeg and swift current moving into that central division with the alberta teams is there some bad blood forming with lethbridge because it certainly seems that way on the ice and lethbridge is certainly looking like a rivalry type team here
4: yeah, you know, probably like it's they're they're definitely physical games, and I think the way that they're built too, they're just they're big bodies, um, you know, especially on the, on the back end, they like to crash and bang, and that's the style of hockey that they like to play. And we got a few guys that uh, like to play that way also. So you know, whenever you got Davies in the lineup and he's out there, it can it gets uh, makes things interesting when you got a guy that. Uh, um, you know, was known to, for for playing on the line, and, and we need him to do that, uh, and he does it on a regular basis for us. But uh, a couple of big hits for sure, and then it gets the gets the game going. And you know, for our young guys, it's uh, we even talked about the atmosphere here uh, the last game against Lethbridge at the end of the game. Me and Devin both came in and said, "Man, like I kind of got a little bit of a, a playoff feel mm-hmm. um, in a game like that because that's what th- those games essentially are—they're big games—and um, you know, for both teams. So. Uh, you know, we're, we're kind of standing in the way of them in that last playoff spot, and they're going to be standing in the, in the way of us right to the bitter end. So, um, you know, it's good to see playing important games like this at, at this point in the, in Another the
2: season. Another guy who plays that similar style of Davies is Caleb white Rostock. You didn't have him for the last five games, and you also didn't have Matthew Ward for the last four games. Despite that, you won two of those last four games, so, so to be able to pick up some wins with really key important guys like that out of the lineup, I think was a big big moment for the team as well.
4: Yeah, it's big for, for the guys too because those two are um they're huge leaders and you know wards probably you know going to be a future captain of this team uh, most likely so you know when and those guys they just they bring it every single night um you know especially uh, like even a guy like wirestock if you had to you know put one uh, one name of a guy that you know just exudes what uh, the broncos are that's that's the guy and um especially when he's out with uh, davies and um Havits and that that line uh um, when they're when they're out there they get things done they can score they can hit they can play both sides of the puck and they just uh um, you know wreck havoc usually against other team's top lines um, at home most nights if if we get the matchup so um, having those guys back was was uh, or having them back uh, this coming weekend is going to be big but uh, gave opportunities for other guys to step up too. the you know Philman and Peltier um, went back to center filling uh, positions that they're not I normally used to playing and and I thought they did an excellent job they they uh they both uh, worked hard uh uh, like I said, on both sides of the puck and just uh, give us a little bit more depth and allows us to, you know, maybe moving down the season, um, you know, move some guys around maybe where they're not used to and give some guys some different looks just to give us a little bit more depth too.
1: Yeah, you know, bodies tend to pile up in sickbay around this time of year and you touched on uh, Ward and Rostock good to go for this weekend. Um, can you give us an update on Ty Hurley, like just a, a scary situation at our at our last home game?
4: Yeah, it's. A, I, uh, to be honest, I didn't see it, so uh, I was talking you know I was talking with the defenseman when it when it happened but uh, I heard it like you could just mm-hmm. you hear it and you hear the, the, the silence in the crowd so you know for sure the guys were worried right away and you know, thank goodness everything was okay, and um, he got, uh, you know, the, the the support staff did an excellent job uh, getting out there, and he got uh, on a uh, gurney and taken to the hospital right away, and um, all indications were everything was fine, so he was back on the ice um, yesterday. He's, he's definitely sore, um, but yeah, those young old fours seemed to uh, you know he just back, get get right back up right away. so he's a tough uh, a tough kid and you know we the, the team was uh, definitely rallied around him there and he never uh, liked to see that but uh, um, I don't know if he'll be available for this weekend still a little bit a uh, little bit sore. that was a big uh, crash into the wall, but uh, he'll be he'll be good probably after the weekend
2: you touched on talking to defensemen you had a new one in the lineup this past weekend and josh fluker uh, a guy who of course was a high draft pick seventh overall and um, you know certainly doesn't he stands out with the cage and the size on him. but boy he didn't look out of place at all this past weekend he looked like he could play a regular shift already at uh, 15 years old
4: yeah i agree and you know he came in played with uh, uh, pickering paired him with pickering for the weekend but uh I, I thought he was fantastic, and it just shows you the job again that the scouting staff and the general manager has done. But he's he's going to be a, a, a really good defenseman for us in the future. And I agree, it was just uh, his poise right, uh, right off the hop. Uh, you know, just uh, not throwing pucks away and uh, making plays, not afraid to uh, uh, to skate with the puck and make plays, not just throwing it uh, throwing it away. So for for a guy, especially his size, and um, you know his age. It's uh, pretty special to see, and you know, glad to see him uh, get a point and in his second game and, and get a win there too. So all the young guys that have come up of, uh, I think uh, I think we've uh, you know had some success and had some wins, and they've they've all seemed to find a way to get on the on the scoreboard too. So it's good to see. You. I mean, we're already a young team, so uh, you know I think it's a good environment for those guys to to come into, and they're felt uh, welcome right away. And, You know, for all of our young guys that have come in, they've not only just uh, come in and and just played, uh, you know, a a minimal uh – uh, minimal shifts or minimal time—they've come in and been been given, um, you know, some important minutes, and, and they've taken advantage of it. They've come here to play, and it's really good to see.
1: It it sounds like you have some guys that were on the injured list that are coming back for this weekend's road trip to uh, Manitoba. But is there still room? Because Manitoba has been good to you guys. You have a couple of first rounders out there. Will uh, Will Fluker and maybe Caswell see see action this weekend with the team, or or are we where we need to be for bodies?
4: No, I think uh, we'll probably. Uh, one of those two will most likely get in the lineup. Um, well, maybe one each game. I'm not 100% sure. We got to kind of look at, uh, see how things go. Some guys were back in practice, but uh, they'll have to take some contact practices to see where where guys are sitting. But uh, yeah, it's uh, kind of our last road trip there, so it would be nice to get uh, some of those hometown boys in. But we do have a lot of Man- Manitoba boys on the team, so you know we'd like to get uh, you know the guys that are from there would obviously love to play and in front of their hometown uh, and, and, and their families as well. So that's important too that we get uh we, you know we make sure that uh, um everyone gets an opportunity in in those kind of situations
2: Brandon and Man uh, at Winnipeg this weekend. You haven't seen Brandon for quite a while. December 1st was the last time you saw them. I know Ridley Gregg was out of the lineup that night, and I think one of their other top guys were too. And now you're going to play them three times in the next eight days as they're here next Tuesday and Saturday. So kind of sets off uh, maybe a little more importance to try and win that first game to set the tone for the next games coming up next week as well.
4: Yeah, they're, they're a good team. I mean, uh, you know, I guess the one thing that we need to take advantage of is um, they kind of went through that uh, COVID spell here, as of late, and and uh, and not so many games as well, um, with some of the restrictions in uh, Manitoba. So they haven't played very much, but uh, you know they're a good team, and they got some really special players. Obviously, when Ridley Gregg is is going, it's. Uh, um it's going to be tough any night uh, especially when you're on the road and you don't get don't uh, necessarily get the matchups that you're looking for um you know it's uh guys just have to be prepared and know when he's on the ice and uh you got to do a job you got to be responsible on your own end and you got to make really smart decisions with the puck because if it's on his stick um he can make things happen at a high pace and, and out of nowhere so that'll be uh you know that'll be really important on the weekend but uh You know, it's uh, every team's really good and every team's got a top line that can uh, full of game changers. So, um, you know, we're looking for guys like Ward and and Wirestock, some of our uh, uh, obviously Ward being our leading scorer. It's going to be huge having him back in the lineup and looking for him to create offense for us as well. But, uh, yeah, uh, for the most part, I thought we've we've had some pretty good games against uh, both these teams. So we're looking for, you know, just 60 60 minutes of effort uh, start to finish and and, uh, you know, we'll see what happens.
1: Yeah, so, so this was an off day. Uh, you're pinch-hitting for, for Devin Pratt by coming in and doing this interview. What uh, We always ask the players this, but uh, but what do you do for free time? <laughs> video game guy, Netflix guy, any series you're binging?
4: Uh, I mean, I grew up with the, the video games for sure. So, I mean, uh, I still uh, – it's, it's funny because my son, um, back home, my family hasn't uh, had the opportunity to move out here yet. So, um, we connect through, uh, through the video games and through uh, – uh, I get to spend a lot of time with him uh, online. That's just the, the day and age how, how it is. Yeah. But uh, yeah, mo- uh, most of the time, and um, you know, it's uh, unfortunately with the, the life of a coach, most of our work is done in the days off. So you know, today there's uh, we're going to be watching uh, Brandon play. We're going to be uh, clipping uh, anything we can, and even from uh, you know the little things. I you know I clipped about. Uh, Ten uh, D-zone clips of an NHL game that we saw um, the other night. That uh, you know, we really like some of the details that were in there. So there's always things going on, but it uh, seems to be behind a screen uh, qu- quite a bit, uh, especially in this day and age. But uh, yeah, not not too much time off, and you know, with uh, the way things are, we're just you know not uh, not really allowed to go out uh, in the town or go to restaurants or anything like that. So it's uh, it is tough for sure, but uh, you know, this is. Uh, it's the Western Hockey League, and this is just its how, it's, how it is for the time being. It's, the restrictions are going to get a little bit looser here, I think, so that'll be nice and, you know, get to, get to go out and maybe go to a restaurant and, um, you know, actually sit down outside of the rink and, and do some things. So I think that'll be uh, important for everyone's kind of, you know, uh, uh, mental uh, state as well.
1: Well, thank you very much for for coming to visit with us on your day off. You know, time is valuable, and we, uh, we appreciate you making your way down here. Appreciate Matt it. Keeler, Broncos assistant coach on Broncos This Week. Thanks, Matt. Thank
0: You're you. listening to Broncos This Week, presented by Original 16, the official beer of the Swift Current Broncos.
1: Broncos This Week podcast and our feature guest is uh, Connor Vitsden. Connor, thank you very much for making your way to, the, to this end of the rink and joining us for, uh, for Broncos This Week, man. Greatly appreciated. Uh, for sure. Thank you for having me. It's uh, good to have you back in the lineup uh, after a few games off. You know, how was it to, to kind of get back into the
0: swing of things? Yeah, it was definitely nice. Just uh, especially when you feel good, just having to sit in the stands, definitely, definitely not ideal. So.
2: You're obviously in your rookie season here, Connor, and coming into this season, I'm sure you kind of had an idea of how you wanted things to go. Uh, how would you say things have uh, have been for you so far?
0: I feel like things are going pretty well. Actually, I didn't uh, I didn't expect to get this much opportunity coming in, so feel feel pretty good on the air
1: yeah the first few games of the season you really really seemed to take to the western hockey league uh, you know you were a big contributor in in the team's first w uh, was it what you expected coming into this year because because the, the first few games for you you really really seemed to acclimate yourself to the league rather quickly
0: yeah it was definitely it's definitely a huge jump from triple a up to the western it's a lot faster a lot bigger less time with the puck so i don't know you just gotta it's tough to adapt to almost so felt pretty good with my start
2: how did you feel the training camp experience was I know it wasn't your first training camp obviously you were here when you were still 14 years old I think but uh, your training camp experience this year knowing that you were a signed prospect and coming here with the idea to make the team uh, how was uh, the training camp experience for you as well
0: uh, I was good got to make some make some friends on the team right away once once first some rounds of golf and uh, lots of hockey and some just like three or four days there's a lot of hockey there so that was you're, good though
1: you're someone who's uh who's played in both of saskatchewan's twin cities swift current and yorkton you know two cities that are kind of similar sides on opposite side of uh of the province uh talk about that you know talk about some of the similarities between where you used to play and and where you're playing now and and how maybe the yorkton experience kind of helped you with uh with the swift current experience
0: yeah for sure and it's like uh Like the uh, the fans, the fans would be about the same, like it's a, like a smaller, smaller community. There was the Terriers back in Yorkton, so we weren't like the top team there. So the, the support was almost like uh, smaller there in Yorkton. But still, like you walked around and everyone knew who you were. Like when you come here, it's like like the Broncos, like they're the top team. So everyone kind of look, looks at you like they like know who you are and everything like that so
2: and you played one and then a couple games extra in a second season uh, with the Maulers down there and the year the full year you had there was uh, unfortunately not a great year uh, hockey team wise 340 and one record for the team over the course of that season when you're on a team that's really struggling to get victories regularly how do you try and keep things positive and sort of stay motivated when you're coming to the rink every day
0: yeah you kind of just got to forget about the game before and and come and prepare for the next game and I, don't know, I have like a, a new season mentality almost just like focus on winning the next game
1: so you know looking at your midget triple a numbers um you were less than a point a game but i remember you know when you were playing for yorkton and you were here playing swift bosh and i r- remember we went to that game where he was playing to check out this guy playing for the uh or this bronco prospect you were playing uh midget triple a in yorkton or 18u and uh he, you were a guy you you certainly got to play in all situations i imagine that final year of of u18 was was good to set you up for where you are now
0: yeah definitely just uh definitely got my confidence up playing playing some big minutes and being a leader on that team so
2: and the next season i mentioned you only got a couple of games in before the u18 season got shut down you only played seven games but you did have 12 points in those seven games for you how determined were you to come back for a second season in Yorkton and really take your game to the next level uh yeah so just because
0: of our losing record there a lot of people didn't want to come back but you know a couple of us came back and we tried to build the team around that and have like a new mentality trying to get rid of the the losing habits and everything like that so
1: so you're a guy originally from Tisdale. Uh, when you were playing in Yorkton, did you have to do the, the whole Billet family thing? Was that your first taste of, of that lifestyle?
0: Yeah, that was the first time I moved away. I think I was 14. But the the family I moved into was really good, so it was good for me.
1: What about uh, Swift Current? Let's do the Billet family shout-out here. Uh, who, who are you staying with, and what's, uh, what's that experience like?
0: I live with Audra Wong, so just a single mom. So super quiet household. Yeah, I got a dog that's uh, pretty excited all the time So, but now it's usually pretty quiet around the house.
2: You had a pretty funny uh, draft story. I remember talking to you uh, over a year ago now doing a little feature on you for the website and you were actually at a badminton tournament during the WHL draft. Uh, can you kind of rehash that story for us? Yeah, it was actually,
0: well me and Nicholas Andrews on the way to, to badminton we were watching, keeping an eye on the draft and then it's actually in the middle of a game and his dad yelled out that swift current took me so it's pretty exciting multi-sport
1: athlete finding out that you got drafted into the western league at a badminton tournament uh, did you do any other sports growing up uh, or was it always like hockey was where you were going to end up
0: no i uh, i played baseball growing up still do that was definitely my summer sport i golf a lot and uh yeah and then badminton too some school sports
2: who are some of the better or worse golfers on the team that you've gone out with uh, before the the winter hit? And you could, guys couldn't go out anymore. Um, I'd say Feldman was probably the best one that I went with. He's he's pretty good. So, not. A, I was gonna give you an opportunity to bury your teammates, but I, I respect he's the fact paid. that you <laughs> I respect the fact that you wouldn't do that. Um, what did I? Oh, I want to ask you about your brother. Of course, uh, you and your brother Drayton. He's uh, one year older than you. I don't think you've played together for quite a long time, but you did get a chance to play against each other a couple times when he was playing uh, U18, including here in Swift Current for that shortened season. And I think you told me a story about how you guys one of the final games that you played against each other, and you kind of took some, he took some bragging rights, but you scored a couple of goals against him. Is that was what you were saying.
0: Yeah, I think uh, Swift ended up winning the game, but yeah, it's definitely fun playing against them him in a hard time a little bit so
1: how is it uh you know being a saskatchewan kid playing for the swift current broncos is it easier for family to come visit you and and whatnot
0: yeah for sure it was nice to stay close to home just for that exact reason like they can make it to the the Regina Saskatoon PA games they're not too far away from Tisdale so that's nice
2: and of course uh, you know getting drafted into the Western League you were the 133rd overall pick in 2019 was the WHL always kind of choice number one for you was there kind of some thought back and forth between whether you wanted to come to the Western League or uh, go a different route uh no it was usually just like a goal from
0: PUE age that you wanted to play in the Western so
1: People from Swift Current don't really get the opportunity to drive through Tisdale that much. That's your hometown. What can you tell someone who knows nothing about Tisdale about Tisdale, your hometown?
0: Mm, well,
1: I've been through it once. I stopped at the 7-Eleven. I got gas. <laughs> I got a taquito. And then I was on to the next stop. Like, what, what did I miss out on? Tell, tell me about Tisdale.
0: Yeah, well, it's pretty quiet. You know, not not a huge school, but everyone's pretty nice. Everyone knows each other so it's a good little town there's you either go through it and see about seven gas stations on the one side or you <laughs> drive right through the middle main street's nice it's it's a nice little town
2: so what does a, a typical off-season day look like for you are you at home in Tisdale most of the time are you kind of out and about I mean what do you what sort of a, what keeps you busy in the off-season
0: yeah I, uh, I work a lot in the off-season and uh, spend some time at the lake and go golfing quite a bit so
1: what, what kind of work? What's uh, what's the off-season gig?
0: Uh, I worked for a moving company this summer, and I was also tending an elevator, an old grain elevator.
2: Well, that's heavy heavy-duty work. Yeah. I don't know if I could last in the summer heat too. Like, yeah, no, that's tough. Tending like
1: an old grain elevator. Yeah. What What was that experience like? Probably similar to like here. You know, you're with a group of guys. You know, you're you're talking, you're having fun. Like,
0: yeah, no, it was me and a few buddies, and just. You know go out there every day after after supper it's kind of like a side job so that no, was fun right on what
1: uh what occupies your time when you're not at the rink are you uh you a big tv guy netflix guy video game guy
0: oh uh, well, yeah we've been kind of getting into some video games ever since we weren't allowed to you know go billet go go hang out with the billets so some school work usually and then some video games some netflix maybe what are you guys playing
2: these days uh, fortnite yeah. still with the still. Fortnite. Yeah, man. i've never tried it still
1: that's some longevity though like for five years we've been talking about <laughs> Fortnite with junior hockey player interviews well how are you uh it's your rookie season in the whl you know some ups and some downs you know being out of the lineup a little bit how are you hoping to finish this year man
0: uh yeah i'm hoping to finish stronger almost like i started the year but uh have a little takeoff here with, uh, just need to gain some more confidence and that
2: should be good big two one win for you guys in the last game against Lethbridge it almost it almost really felt like a playoff game honestly A really tight checking exciting game uh, can you just kind of talk about how big that win was considering the standings as well between you and Lethbridge
0: yeah we knew that we needed to win the series especially because coming to coming to the end of the year we're gonna there's a tight race for that last playoff spot so if it comes down to a tie we needed that series win
1: you got two games coming up this weekend that are going to be tough ones uh it's always a tough game when you're in brandon and then you get one of the top teams in the nation when you're playing the, the winnipeg ice as well what's it like uh, like how are you feeling now looking forward to the weekend is it is it fun to get on the bus and do the the hotel the traveling lifestyle
0: yeah it is just being around the team and everything it's it's good to spend time like that and uh we're just kind of looking for like a bounce back weekend our, our last trip wasn't the best down down there but uh yeah, we're looking to to grow from that and have a couple of good
2: games. Speaking of the long bus ride, are you a sleeper on the bus? Are you reading, doing homework, watching Netflix? What do you what are you doing on the bus?
0: Yeah, I know, definitely not a big sleeper. <laughs> usually usually do some school work if it's uh if it's a longer trip, but I don't know you always find something to do with somebody.
1: Well, yeah, you'll get your fair share of time on the bus this weekend with those games in Brandon and Winnipeg. Uh, Connor Vittston, thank you very much for, uh, for doing this and making your way to this end of the rink, man. It's greatly appreciated.
0: Yes, thank you for having me.
1: It's the Broncos This Week podcast brought to you by Original 16.
0: You're listening to Broncos This Week, presented by Original 16, the official beer of the Swift Current Broncos.
1: Wrapping up another edition of uh, Broncos this week, a big thanks to Executive Vice President of Business Operations, Nathan MacDonald, for, uh, for joining us to talk about the recently lifted proof of vaccine passports, which I guess will be in effect for the next home game the Swift Current Broncos play, which will be Tuesday night. Brandon Wheat Kings in town.
2: Yeah, Broncos are going to play Brandon three times over the course of eight days, uh, coming up with, with three home games next week, Tuesday, Friday, and Saturday, all home games for Swift Current. So looking forward to having some consecutive home games after what felt like a very long road stretch, even though I think it was only four straight on the road, but it, f- it felt like a lot more than that. Mm-hmm. So uh, looking forward to some home games after a long trip to and from Manitoba. And uh, like I said, the Broncos are going to play Brandon three times in the next eight days. So things could get a little heated between those two, uh, by the time Saturday's game rolls around.
1: I would expect they will. Yeah, next home game for the Broncos will be Tuesday. And then, as you mentioned, home games Friday and Saturday. Also want to give a big shout out to assistant coach Matt Keeler and our feature guest this week, Connor Vidston, for joining us on the Broncos This Week podcast. Big weekend coming up for you. It's uh, it's the Manitoba Road Swing, where I imagine you'll be able to connect with all sorts of friends and families of a, a good portion of our roster.
2: Yeah, every time I, well, whenever the team's done games in Brandon and all the guys kind of come up the steps toward the concourse where I have. To go to walk down towards the locker room. So uh, there's, jeez, 60, 70 people standing at the top of the steps there waiting for the players to come out and, uh, you know, have a chance to kind of catch up with some of the parents of, of the players. So it is always great to go there, you know, just knowing how many Manitoba players are on the team and, and how excited they always are to, to head to Manitoba and get a chance to see some family and friends again. So, you uh, know, I mean, it's going to be nice to get back there and, and see a bunch of them and kind of shake some hands and catch up a little bit as, uh, as the team heads to Manitoba for the last time this season and... And, of course, my grandparents also live in uh, in Winnipeg, too. So it be nice to catch up with them. And uh, just looking forward to uh, another long road trip. The family connections are numerous.
1: Broncos in action this weekend. You can uh, follow along with them on the radio and on uh, WHL Live as well. Bosch, thank you very much for uh, for your contributions to the podcast this week. That'll do it for another edition of Broncos This Week.
0: You've been listening to Broncos This Week,
1: presented by Original Sixteen.